reflection for this morning. So five points. Psalm chapter five to the choir master for the fruits of Psalm of David. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my groaning. Give attention to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to you do I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I prepare sacrifice for you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil may not dwell with you. The boastful. Shall not stand before you. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloody thirsty and deceitful, deceitful man. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will, pour, I will bow down toward your holy temple in the fear of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness. Because of your enemies, make your way straight before me. There is no truth in their mouth. Their inmost self is destruction. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongue. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Because of the abundance of their transgressions, cast them out. They have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy and spread your protection over them for, and those who love your name that those who love your name may exalt in you for you bless the righteous O lord you cover him with favor as with a shield as we look at this psalm this is a psalm of david um he, he prays in this fashion um this will be before Christ stepped on the scene. But you and I are looking at this psalm in light of what Christ has done. And I just want to remind you and to, 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 to let you know that what David is saying uh, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, verse 9 uh, to verse number 10, this is what we rightfully deserve from a holy God. This is who we are. Uh, that there is no truth in our mouth apart from the grace of God. Our inmost self is destruction, uh, that our thoughts are open grave, uh, that we flatter with our time. Um, we are to bear uh, our guilt uh, before God. That's, that's what we deserve. We deserve to fall by our own counsel uh, because of the abundance of our transgressions. We are expected to be cast away, to be cast out because we have rebelled against God. That's what you see in verse number nine and 10. 
But the blessing of it is that Christ has done this for us. He's cast, he was cast away on our behalf. He is the one who actually has taken our guilt. Um, he has covered us with favor as with a shield, as you see in verse number 12. So I want us just to come before the Lord and to thank him uh, because of what he has done in light of this psalm this morning. Let's pray. We give thanks and praise to you, O God, Almighty. You are the covenant-keeping God, faithful in all your ways. From everlasting to everlasting, you do not change. You remain the same. You are the same God who heard the cries of your people whilst they were in bondage. You were and you are the same God who was able to see the sin of Adam and Eve. And you were also able to see the affliction of your people, Israel. This morning we stand before you, a holy and a righteous God. Yet we realize that if we would stand in the merits of our own, what we deserve from you, holy and righteous and a just God, we deserve destruction. Amen, Lord. We are the ones who are your enemies. Uh, this, we, as, as we look at this psalm, and we consider in light of your son, Jesus, we consider, Father God, that our inmost self is destruction. We consider that apart from your son, our throat is but an open grave. Apart from your son, we flatter with our tongues. We make you are the one who will rightfully and rightly so even now we deserve to bear our guilt before you and wrath that you would crush us. Yet in your mercy, in your grace, you've done this on your beloved son, Jesus. He bore our guilt. He covered our shame. He became sin for us. It is him we glory, even this morning. We glory in him, our redeemer, for saving us, for sanctifying us, for making us a people of your own possession. In light of what you have done through the cross of Christ, we also are thankful that you have united us together as brothers in Christ. Amen. That now, instead of speaking lies to one another, we speak the truth Amen. in love to one another. We rejoice even as we are greeting one another, as we uh, see each other's faces, our hearts rejoice within us, knowing that we our brothers in Christ. For that, we say thank you. We thank you for this time you've given us even to spend in your word. We ask of you, therefore, that you will speak to us. We ask, therefore, that you bless our conversation. Let it be seasoned with grace, Amen. that Christ Jesus will be uplifted and glorified. We are not just thinking of ourselves. We are also mindful that it has pleased you, Heavenly Father, to call your maidservant, Audrey Brannan, home. In our way, 
of the many loved ones, friends, whom she spent some time here on earth, we feel that void. Yet we are very much confident of this. She's in a much better place. So we do ask that you will use this time to minister to Lynn, her daughter. Thank you for the brothers and the sisters who have reached out to her, even Trent. I do pray, Lord, even as Trent has said, that you will use this time to open the eyes of Lynn to the gospel. May she be comforted, but more than that, may she be converted. May she be regenerated. May she come to the place where she will love the same Savior that her mom loved. So we pray you'll be with our brothers, even those who are not with us this morning. Those who are traveling, including Mark Ellis, and those who are not feeling well. Praying that you strengthen us as your church. May our eyes be fixed on you, even in this time. For your glory we ask. And may God's people say amen. Amen. Gideon, before you start, can I just ask a question? Mm. Why are we moving on so quickly to this, away from this topic? Which topic? Demons. We, we, we are not moving away. Well, we're moving on to the next topic already. So what I'm saying is, on Sunday we had a we had a we, we had a we had a, a preacher that came to us, yeah, and he spoke about Mark five. Mm. To me, that was the, the the ushering of the Holy Spirit speaking into our life. So I would like to look at some of those things. As I've looked at that, and I've I've had a look at it, and I've and I found some things there that I wasn't aware of before. Like if you go to Matthew 8, uh, when Jesus came, you, when he came across, been, there, were, there were two just, demons just, possessed. Just hold on. Um, you, you want us to still focus on the topic of demons? Well, maybe it's because it's so, it's so, it's so relative to home. I mean, I, I want to <coughs> try and get to the bottom of it with, with, with brethren with regards to it's, it's, it's in my house. Yes, so what is what is it that, um, because for, for what I can gather is we've done two weeks, then with the Sunday sermon, it's almost like three, three sessions, which I think um, on Sunday, it's sort of like the pin dropped um, uh, because the brother really summed up uh, what we've been looking at. Um, so that's why I asked at the beginning to say, uh, is there any... Anything maybe specific that has not been made clear. Well, that's why I'm mentioning it now. That's why. Well, that's why I'm bringing it up because you asked the question. Yes. Yeah, so, we, what is it? Well, what I'm saying is obviously um, we haven't we haven't really discussed the topic of uh, possession as opposed to oppression. Okay. So can we haven't discussed the topic of can can someone who's who's been saved mm -hmm. be oppressed by a demon or can't he? 
a couple of questions. I saw that uh, in Matthew 8, Matthew in that account, there were two demon, two demon, two, two men that were demon possessed. Yeah. Mark only, Mark only highlights one. So that was also interesting to me. So I thought it, it's good to, to, to unpack certain things that we've been taught to discuss it. That's just my take. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I have to do that on my own back, but that's what I thought would be a good thing for us to do. But anyway, maybe. No, that, no that's, that's, why, that's why I'm asking um, because I'm, I'm very much aware because I don't want to, um, you, 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 you're right in pointing that out. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm asking to say that, are there any areas? So you're pointing out in terms of the two areas, in terms of possession and oppression, which um, I was also doing, um, uh, some work on that so um but i wanted to do to, to find out from the brothers first as well because it might be that maybe it's only you uh who who is wrestling with that and i don't want to uh to scratch maybe where it's not itching so but i want to ask the, the brothers if that's okay uh, something that's yeah. i mean you hear me yes i mean i'm with you Brother, is there something that pertinent that we, we should look at in terms of position and oppression? I guess one more week. Um, so I think we've got two, for my side, Pastor, I think we have two options, right? We can either uh, delve into it uh, this morning or mm -hmm. have another session with Ty and myself and you and whoever else is interested as a, as a satellite Bible start maybe on a Tuesday. Ty, do you have anything to do on a Tuesday evening? If no one else is interested, with pleasure. I mean, uh, it's very interesting for me because I'd mm. like to know. So I know how to deal with the issue yeah. I've got at home and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, same here, Ty. Same here. Yeah, so I'm very yeah. interested in it. And, and just to see some of those things. I think it's nice to unpack. Mm. Sometimes we get ministered to, but it's nice to unpack what's yeah. been ministered and then to turn it out amongst each other and maybe glean some more from it and yeah. learn from it. So I thought Sunday was such a brilliant meeting. And the way it was dealt with, and it came out of the blue, if you want. He wasn't told what to minister. No, God he brought it. Bro. That's God speaking straight into our hearts. So obviously, yeah. it's a topic that's, yeah. that's relevant for us. So yeah. Maybe it's as a church. That's how I see it. I've been, be reading, wrong, I've been reading through the book, One True God. I'm not sure if, if you have it. Do you have the book? No. Okay. Pastor Paris, you should share with them. Right? Yeah, no, I'll send it through. Okay. Hey, Darren, what do you want to do now? I wasn't here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin, you're saying something? I think it's I was just going to say, it's, it sounds like we we should handle it now. If it's yeah. to do with what we're handling, there's no point in coming back to it. Yeah. At some later stage. Okay. Okay. Um, So um, demon oppression and demon possession, right? Um, that's that's um, this one. Uh, I I accessed it from um, a, a, a site called uh, um, Christian Apologetics um, Resource Ministry. Uh, com, uh, a brother by the name of Matt Slick. So this is not um, um, me, but uh, I found I found his insights uh, really helpful. Um, so he does, uh, he does define demonic oppression 
as the work of evil spirit, spiritual forces uh, that encourage us to do four things, uh, to sin, uh, to deny God's word, and to feel spiritually dead and to be in bondage of spiritual things. Um, so this one has to deal with, I think we need to glorify that first and foremost, when it comes to, to possession, we believe that Christians, their bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christians cannot be, um, cannot be demon possessed. It's impossible uh, for Christians to be demon possessed because their bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit. However, Christians can be oppressed or tormented by demons. And that's something that we, we, we uh, when it comes to the oppression, uh, so this oppress, oppressive work is performed by evil spiritual forces who resist God, okay? And this would be the, uh, the, 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 the evil spiritual forces, the, the fallen angels, the demons who sinned in, uh, in their first estate, as we see it in Jude 6, or as we see it in 2 Peter, and these demonic forces, they war against God, against God's people, and against unbelievers as well. Um, according to Matt Slick, he states that their goal is to bring as many people as possible into rebellion against God and condemnation in hell. Um, you, you find that in the book of uh, Revelation, if we can go there, in Revelation chapter 12. In Revelation chapter 12, um, Archie, if you are there, if you can read for us um, from Revelation 12, uh, in particular, starting with verse 7, verse 7, uh, all Sorry. the way to verse 7 to 12. Okay. Yes. Revelation chapter 12, verse 7 to 12. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was defeated, and they, there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down that ancient serpent who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his, his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. For they loved not their lives even unto death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, but who to you? O earth and sea, 
for the devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. Yeah. So looking at that, that verse, uh, what we see is in as much as the book of Revelation was written in such a way that um, John is, is, is being shown as to the things that are yet to come. Um, in chapter 12, chapter 12 is an exception. Chapter 12 takes us back to eternity past as to what transpired when Satan was cast from heaven. And you see there in verse number one uh, that the dragon that is being cast, he is cast down to the earth um, with a third of the angels. These are the, the, the so-called demons that we refer to. And I think we did um, go through all this last week. My point is this in verse number 12. Rejoice, O heaven, and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, earth. This is where now he's going to exercise his dominion. And we know that his dominion was given to him, which I'm going to come to as well. The devil has come down to you in great wrath because he knows that his time is short. So he's here, and this is his mission. Look at verse number 17. Then the dragon became furious with the woman, went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and hold on to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. So the offspring of the woman, uh, in term, in term, most Bible believe that most Bible scholars believe that this will be Israel um, uh, as a mother. That's how most people look at it. Uh, some will believe that this is the church, uh, but then there is a distinction there. You can see the offsprings of the woman and all who keep the testimony of Jesus. Uh, so this Israel and the church are in view in these particular two verses. But then what I want you to see is the, the mission of the dragon is to make war. He is not coming to, uh, to some, for some way, shape, or form to, to, to make us feel nice. And as he is cast from heaven to the earth, we know what happens in the book of Genesis, but I want you to see where it becomes so crystal clear in chapter 4 of the book of Luke. Because when Satan was tempting Jesus, he promises to give Jesus the world. Um, that's an olive you can read for us. Chapter number four, verse number five. To verse number seven. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them. For that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. If thou wilt worship me, all shall be thine. So I want you to see there. So Satan, in his own words, he says that if if if, if Jesus would worship him, uh, he would give it. 
he will give the kingdoms of the world to him. Uh, reason being, verse number six, for it was it has been delivered to me. So there is this reality then that as Satan and his demons are in operation, they are coming to to make war. They are at war uh, against God and against God's people and against unbelievers as well. As Second Corinthians chapter four verse two, he blinds the minds of the unbelievers. Now. That's just to establish the point that Matt Slick is making there to say that uh, the demonic forces, they war against God. That's what the, their mission is. Uh, John 10, 9 to 10, he comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So then their goal is to bring as many people as possible to rebellion against God, including the God-man, Jesus but they could not. Now let's continue. Demonic oppression could be ex experienced in various, in various ways. And here are some of the, I find this fascinating by the way, um, but this is, this is really eye-opening uh, if you consider it. Uh, look at what Matt Slick says. Uh, here are the four ways that he says that demonic oppression, which he, he will later on clarify, physical ailments such as sleeplessness, nightmares, strong anxiety, self-mutilation, addiction, and physical illness. He goes on to point out another one, spiritual deadness. Uh, that includes apathy and anger towards God, interest in false religious systems. Uh, the next one he points out is emotional upheaval, such as regular outbursts of anger, high and low emotional levels, self-justification, fear, hopelessness, abnormal fixations. These will be obsessions. Uh, number four, financial difficulties, okay? Such as constant and unusual financial pressure. Sometimes numerous things go wrong and very quickly and it causes us great financial strain. But here is his, here is his point, which I find it helpful as well. It says that, of course, we must be very careful not to say that every negative thing we do experience is, is demonic oppression. This is his point. He says, sometimes physical ailments are caused by a lack of proper sleep or poor diet, germs, um, or diseases. But spiritual deadness can also be brought by, on the, if, by the effects of physical problems. And sometimes our lack of emotional maturity can com complicate our understanding of God and result in us not being able to rest in him, uh, thereby causing that sense of anxiety. So many times people don't have demonic oppression and the reality is they just don't know how to control themselves, their anger, their lust. And as far as financial situation go, we have also to be careful that we do not, we are not spending more than we take in and then somehow blame our financial difficulties on demonic forces. But then he points out some of these um, real issues that we will sometimes experience as, as an indication that there is some level of demonic oppression such that we, here is why last week I said that 
It calls for discernment. It calls for really us to understand as to whether we are facing a spiritual warfare or it's a real issue that we are facing. So this is something that um, I think, let, let me open it up for discussion as, as we, we, we look at this. How would you identify whether it's one situation or another? That's why I'm saying it's it's somewhat. I, I find I find these these points that Matt is bringing out. I find them somewhat subjective, to be honest. Yeah. Amen. Um, such that I'm saying it requires a lot of discernment uh, because sometimes there are two extremes. And I think last week, um, Brother Paul pointed that out. There are two extremes. One is attributing any problem to demonic oppression. The other one is to, 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 to swing the pendulum this other side where we do consider to say there's no such a thing as demonic attacks. So to find that balance, that's why I'm saying it really requires um, us to discern as to what is it that is really happening. Kevin, I think it's how God's opened that up is he's put brothers, the spirit of Christ in each brothers, and then so the brothers get together, especially the elders and the oversight, and they find the mind of Christ in the situation by the leading and the ushering of, of the Holy Spirit. And that's mm. where the discernment comes in. So it's a gift from God to those particular men. Specifically, it can be all brothers, and then mm. they'll they'll be led and then it'll come to a decision on each, each case, I think. But uh, with regards to this whole thing now with Mongi now, so I'm now going to become personal. We are amongst brothers and I hope you don't mind me doing that. Yeah. Now with regards to Mongi, so we have to come to the conclusion on what we've discussed now. And so now I've found my answer. He's never been saved because he was demon possessed. I saw that firsthand. Mm. Although he was baptized at Florida by Trent. Mm. So you see, these things can happen. So these are real eye-openers. So there's, for me, that's, although it's such a negative thing and it's so disappointing in a way, it's also a hopeful thing for me because that means he can still be saved. Mm. Yes. Mm. But that makes sense. Yeah, if does. he was saved already and then he's demon-possessed, well, then there's, it's like uh, blaspheming against the Holy Ghost, and there's no, and that's the whole thing. I don't want to get into that. That's a whole yeah. different ballgame. But someone who we think is saved, you're saying all the fruits, you're saying all the right things, mm. but actually he's never been saved. And how the how do I know that by fact now? Because he was demon possessed. A yeah. demon took hold of his body mm. and other utterances of voices and things and aggression and all those things that we saw what Mark was teaching us on that demon position, the same attributes, he was grabbing out, shaking them, he said, yeah, you think you're tough, all those things, and that's not part of his character. So he mm. was taken. And so disappointing on the one hand, but at least now I have my answer. So thanks, Gideon, for, for discussing this. I have an answer now. So now uh, I know what I should be praying for. Uh, I I think, I think, hold on. A great, a great biblical, um, a great biblical example 
two biblical characters, uh, Kevin, would be two, um, Peter and Judas Iscariot. Um, you remember very well, after Jesus Christ had said that the Son of Man will now go to Jerusalem, he must suffer many things. Um, in the same context, when Jesus Christ had asked to say, who do people say that I am? You remember that context? In the yeah. book of Matthew chapter 18, where Christ asked, is this, who do people say I am? Some say you are John the Baptist. Some say you are Elijah the prophet. Uh, but he asked them, who do you say that I am? Remember Peter. And I want you to, to, to see here the difference. Peter says you are the Christ, the son of the living God. At that moment, Jesus Christ makes this pronouncement to say that flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my father who is in heaven, the Holy Spirit, let's put it like that in our context today. Not far away from that, the same Jesus then says, the son of man must now go to Jerusalem, suffer many things, be condemned, be crucified. The same man, Peter, the Bible says, took Jesus aside and said to Jesus, far be it from you. And Jesus Christ says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. But this is a disciple of Jesus, by the way. I will then, uh, if this, is, this is by implication then, what we are seeing at that point in time, Peter was oppressed. Let's put it like that. Because sometimes when we think of oppression, we are thinking of some uh, funny experiences. At that point in time, from the speech of Peter, Peter opened himself up to Satan that he said that which was, let's, the, the, the definition that Matt has given us, that which was in opposition to the will and the plan of God, because that's what demons do. Demons opposes God's plan, God's purposes, God's people. That's what demons do. And Peter does that at that point in time. Does he remain oppressed and possessed by demons? No. Judas, however, go to the book of John chapter 13. Uh, actually, it's, it's a very fascinating passage. John 13. Um, as they were having uh, communion together, interesting peace. In John chapter 13, from verse 21, uh, says if you may read for us uh -huh. from verse 21. Let me know when to stop, Pastor. Okay, I'll start now. 27. John, okay. John chapter 13, verse 21. After saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will, be, will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he, he spoke. One of the disciples whom Jesus loved was reclining at table at Jesus' side. So Simon Peter mentioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. So the disciple leaning back against Jesus said to him, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, it is he to whom I will give this morsel of bread when I have dipped it. So 
when he had dipped the morsel, he gave it to Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot. Then after he had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. Jesus said to him, what are you going to do? Do quickly. As I continue, Pastor, I'm going to stop there. Oh, that's that's all. All. I just want you to see this Satan. Yeah. Satan. Satan entered into Judas. Mm. So would that be possession? Yeah. Not possession. So, so from this time onwards, Judas is possessed. What Judas is going to carry out from this time onwards, he's going to carry out the mission and the purposes of Satan himself, which is to kill and to destroy the Messiah. Yeah. Mm. Betrayal, yeah. So that's what you find. And, and everything that transpires as he's going to, uh, to take the monies, as he's going to uh, conspire with the scribes and the teachers of the law to kill Christ, everything that's happening there, it's actually, yes, preordained, orchestrated by God. But here we see in this particular context, this is someone who walked with Jesus. Someone who actually casted out demons. And there lies a mystery. I want you just to see there. There lies the grace of God that one, Peter, yes, objects Christ going to the cross and Christ will look way beyond Peter and you look at it like, no, you are stopping the purposes of the father. It's Satan. In this context, Satan enters. Actually, John is the only one who does, who actually indicates this. He goes into deep within the spiritual aspect of this particular issue wow so i want you to see this this would be a good a good character example that we find in the bible hmm. but the mission is to oppose god's yeah. work this is not demonic oppression by the way yeah. this is demonic possession Thanks for this, Gideon. This has really helped me. Thanks, brother. So here is, here is I find the, these are some of the things. Uh, what, can, what kind of things can open you up to demonic oppression? I find this question also very helpful. Uh, what kind of things? So Matt Slick, he, he goes on to say, demonic oppression is a reality experienced by all kinds of people all over the world, both believers and non-believers. It is stressful, often frightening, and can result in depression, sickness, and emotional problems. But what a demonic oppression and what kinds of things can open you up to demonic oppression? Very good and important question, right? Mm -hmm. Then he answers it by saying, demonic oppression is the work of the evil spirit forces that urges us to sin, urges us to deny God's word, to feel spiritually dead. So he sort of like repeats himself to, to that other comment. And to be in bondage to sinful things. Mm. So this oppressive work is performed by evil spiritual forces who resist God and who and who sinned in the first estate. Same thing. They war against God and against his people, against unbelievers as well. Let's come to, to the things quickly. Demonic oppression is is is. I'm starting from here. 
is the attack of the demonic forces that can result in illness, depression, financial difficulty, and all that. He's already mentioned that. Here are the things that opens up. First, involvement in occultic activities. These are avenues that will open us up to demonic activities. Occult activities include such things as Oija boards, tarot cards, astrology, uh, sensing, necromancy, which is contacting the dead. I will add in an African context, this would be more of your ancestral worship. Yeah. <clears throat> And divination, which is consorting with Sangomas and all that. Pastor, hold on before we continue there. Will then, the, you know, like in, in African culture, people wake up on Sunday mornings or Saturday mornings early to go and clean the graves. Will that be part of it? Because I don't know what they say and do when they're there. But uh, I know families, sometimes kids from the early age, they're told to wake up in the morning, take a bucket and whatever else, and they yeah. go, hey, will that be part of it as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because the idea there is uh, the dead are still are still with us. The yeah. idea there is that the dead still have part yeah. with the living, mm. so we must honor them and we must satisfy. It's 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 a way of appeasing. Mm. So in a simple way, let's sure. go mop their graveyard. Yeah. Um, but then there will be times when they would demand a cow or something. Yeah. Uh, be slaughtered in order for things to go well for you. Yeah. That's what they would assume. So that occultic involvement, this for, for me in, a, in an African culture, we we cannot just speak of it as a past involvement, but this would be cultural. Mm. Uh, because okay. occult, if you can see the word occult there, has culture in it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So past involvement in false religion. So mm. false religions are ultimately doctrines of demons. And that's what we see in first uh, Timothy chapter four and in Matthew 24 verse 24. All right. Here are the false religions would be Mormonism, Jehovah Witnesses, Islam, and Roman Catholicism. And some of the uh, African independent churches uh, will be included in that as well. Those are false religions. Isn't it a bit strong to put the Roman Catholics in that? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. I, I would actually encourage you to join our, our Thursday Bible study. We are doing yeah. with the information. And uh, we are able to see how evil the Roman Catholic is. Kevin, I'll send you the recording for the last two weeks, okay? So you can catch up. Yeah, but yeah, okay. it's, it's because, interesting. Thanks. Kev, yeah. for the Roman Catholics, Jesus Christ is not the mediator. Mm. Mary is. Mary is. Oh, okay. Okay, so that's one. Two, they do attack the scriptures directly. They do not believe in the 66 books of the Bible. They have additional writings, including what the Pope says. Mm. So when you look at the cardinal fundamental teachings, even how is one saved? The Roman Catholics believe that you can be saved by your works. Okay. Right. So, so we, just, we just look at the foundational aspects and you see that their foundation crumbles right away. But they look nice people. I mean, um, but that's, that's Roman Catholicism. It's a false religion.
could could you say that it's got elements of true religion? Yes, it does because they they do actually they they are the ones who um, in some way God had used them as well to preserve the scriptures. God had used them to preserve some of the cardinal teachings of the church, like the doctrine of the Trinity. Mm -hmm. uh, so they do have those elements, but like with many religions, they'll have the truth and they add uh, something to it. And the moment you begin to add, that is what the Lord hates in the book of Revelation as we see it. All right, let's, let, let's just finish uh, some of the ways that opens us to uh, demonic attack, drug use, drugs alter the state of the mind that can invite demonic activity. Okay. Yep. Since it promotes the loss of control of the mind, as well as denying God's intention for us to be sober-minded. And the Greek word for sorcery, uh, which is uh, uh, pharmakia, you know the word pharma, pharmacy, all right? Um, and that, that's, what, that's what sorcery is, uh, the ordering of, um, it, it, it's like you are, you are going on now in high state, in terms of you want to be high. Pornography, this is a scene of lust that can easily open a person up to having demonic influences and control. Lust. Mm. Okay, meditation techniques, emptying the mind, yoga, uh, centering prayer, re repeating a single word or phrase for long periods. It is here, all practices that can induce and alter state of consciousness and can promote the loss of personal control of your mind. And this is what is promoted today. Yeah, yeah. Oh yes, they say for peace of mind, you gotta try yoga. And at some point, you know, you get so caught into, into it because you tend to think that it helps, but what you don't know is who you're worshiping and doing it. That's it. Yeah, we discussed that, Pastor, yeah. So the last one will be curses from other people. Sometimes people involved in orchid activity will curse you or your family. It's not that you can actually be cursed as a Christian. Rather, those who are against Christ and his people can focus demonic activity on you. Uh, the two main areas that uh, Matt will say that he sees this, that uh, contribute to demonic oppression deal that which order the mind and those things which are occultic in practice. Both of these categories are what we call those avenues through which the demonic forces can exert influence. The so I, I think this, sorry? Occurs is real. You know, you, you, you get a situation where a person says, I put a curse on you. Are those curses are actually real? For Christians, the, the mind thing. For, for Christians, no. But they are real. Kevin, remember, remember Job in the book of uh, Satan in the book of Job. He could do mm -hmm. nothing without God's permission. So we got to have that as the overview on everything Gideon's teaching us, because we're his children. So he protects us. So he, it's obviously he needs permission. Satan and his, his workers need permission to, to work in our lives and to affect us. We can't just do it ad hoc, ad will, because we belong. We have the spirit of Christ in us. We can open ourselves up to it by disobedience. I believe that. But God's got to give permission. So we protect it, brother. 
in the sense of God's on our side. We can never forget that. Yeah, amen. So we don't live by fear, Kev. Sorry, uh, say? I'm saying we don't live by fear. Yeah. Our faith I, is grounded in Christ. I, okay. I, also, I also wanted to say something uh, like what Pastor said, the example that Dr. Mwane gave last week to say there are two extremes where you have one extreme people blaming everything on demons and other extreme people believing in terms of demons. Yeah. But I think that at times we give ourselves access to mm. that, to that demonic influence. Yeah. If you read um, one, sorry, Romans 1, yeah. uh, verse 24, you know, like before, Paul will be uh, explaining all the kind of evils that these people do but then verse 24 it's an, a verse that should be chilling to everyone it says therefore god gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves you know when god gives you up you are open to any other influence and and if you look at also uh First Timothy mm. 1, verse 20. You know, it, 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 it talks of, uh, you know, somebody who has, uh, 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 let me start from verse uh, uh, 19. It says, hold to faith and a good conscience. Uh, by rejecting this, some have made shipwreck of their faith, among whom are Hemenias and Alexander, mm. whom I have handed over to Satan, mm. that they may learn not to blaspheme. Thanks, Achi. Um, that's that's really. Can I uh, just go yeah. back? Yeah. Onto the drugs. Mm. I know drugs is, if we talk drugs, we'll talk about heroin and cocaine and all those other things. But what about these people that have to take pills every day for blood pressure and for, I don't know what other, other things you get drugs for? Uh, is that what he's also talking about? No. No, he, he's speaking about any anything that you take to alter um, your mind in terms of yeah. um, where you lose your self-control. That's what it's being a drug abuse. Let's put it like that, right? Yeah, but if you look at some of these guys, I think Michael Jackson was one of them, and I think Elvis Presley was also. They hurt themselves and they had back problems, and then all of a sudden they said they needed these drugs to keep them going. Mm. But there was drugs for the, for the pain that they had. Mm. But they misuse these drugs. Yes. But it still changed the mind. It yeah. still changed the mind because it affects the brain. Because if you have overdose on that, it actually affects your, 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 your thinking capacity mm. because it's got opiates in it. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, I understand. But, but, but also, it's, 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 not, it's, not, it's not every. Yes, we don't want to run into that extreme. It's not every other action that one does that 
is detrimental to one's own life or body, that's demonic. We need to make sure so we differentiate the two. Um, these are avenues that, they are possible avenues that the demons may come and exercise their influence on you. You understand what I mean? To, to, it, we don't want to, to say that if one is lustful, uh, then we're blaming it on demons. Uh -uh. It's you, your heart is lustful, but because of your lust, because yeah. lust comes from your heart, because of your lust that you've opened yourself up mm. pornography, mm. then Satan uses that, that okay. it becomes an avenue where he comes in, that you do not just stop on obsessing yourself on pornography, then you end up raping someone. Mm. Because Satan has taken hold of you and you want to say, what is it that I've done? But then it's because you've opened up those avenues. Mm. So we are not saying those avenues in themselves are demonic. Mm. But we, they are actually, it's, 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 it's like anger in the book of Ephesians, where mm. Paul says, in your anger, do not sin. Mm. Do not give room to the devil. Mm. So it's, it's, this is, must be viewed in the similar fashion. But also, mm. I think only to retreat, I think I need to, to wind up. It brings us to the point that the task of evangelization and winning souls to Christ the task of seeing souls changed, it does not belong. The preacher in himself, you and I in and of ourselves, mm. cannot accomplish that unless God is on our side. Mm. But also one, one other thing we need to realize is that we are, we are on a war zone. We are not on yes. a vacation. I've oh, said yes. that again and again. Yeah. Um, we, are on a, on a, we are on a war zone. We, we are fighting Ephesians chapter 6 puts it so 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 well we we are in a spiritual war uh, and, and and the weapons of our warfare uh, they are not carnal second mm. Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 but they are mighty in God um, so it caused us really uh, to be vigilant it caused us to uh, to be a men who are praying um, men who are reading the word men who are immersing ourselves in the word of God, putting on the full armor of God. It causes us to pray for our beloved brothers and sisters, cousins, and uh, nieces, um, sons and daughters who are not saved, oh, yes. uh, that the Lord would, by his mighty hand, mm. he will rescue them. Yeah. Here are some of the verses I just want you to, 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 to stick to. Acts 10 38, you know of Jesus of Nazareth, and this is the one we must stick to. How God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power. How he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, he is with us too. We too must be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we can, just as our master and our Lord, we can go about do good as well, um, that he will use us even to the glory of his name. Let yeah. me stop there. It's eight o'clock. And um, may I ask Uncle, any, any comments? <laughs> oh, we have to get in there <laughs> Just want to say thank you. Thanks, guys, for, for, for entertaining what I needed to discuss. I appreciate it. I know it wasn't on the schedule, but it's helped me a lot. So bless you all. What a first time. We grow, we learn.
Sanctification, brother. Sanctification is how it works, man. Never stops, eh? Mm. Sharpens you up. <laughs> Uncle Willie, if, if you can please pray for us. Yes, I'll do that. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time that we can spend together, Lord, as we dealt with this very serious questions of demons and demon possession. And Lord, we just pray that the prayer of our hearts, Lord, keep me true, Lord Jesus, keep me Amen. true. Amen. So there's a right thing I must run. There are victories to be won. And so, Lord, we just pray that you'll keep us true in all things, Lord, that we might not waver or stray and allow the devil to come in and take control, Lord, but we will always just focus on you. Amen. And we might lift up our eyes to thee at all times, Lord, and be very conscious that we live in a very dark world. Lord, mm -hmm. we know that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. Amen. And Lord, Thank we you ask you that you will uh, protect us each day uh, as individuals and also as a church, we do pray mm -hmm. that the wiles of the devil might not be able to attack us mm -hmm. and uh, get us down. Thank mm -hmm. you for this time, Lord, and we just pray that you'll part us with thy blessing now as we ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 I just want to mention something quickly. Uh, remember the advertisement says everything goes better with Coke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Everything goes better with God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, marketing guru gods. <laughs> well, eh? That's why guys. Bye bye. Hey Jess. Bye bye. Yes, Kev. Um, so I'm waiting for the Gideon to convert the one from last Thursday, but the one from the other week, the first one, um, the one I spoke about last week. But the Gideon, okay. you didn't convert it into MP3, the one from Thursday, right? I thought I did you the recording. You saw the time. I, I actually I did. I, I I have not just posted it. So. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay, sure. Posting. I should be posting it. Okay, sure. So I'll, do share, I'll share it with with with, with everyone. I'll, I'll put it on the podcast. Then I'll send 100%. it. Yeah, yeah, the two MP3 is from the first and the second. Okay. Yes. Perfect. Kev, you see, yeah. you see how it all links up. Wow, man. Trust me, mom. I was completely blown up from the first session. I was like, what? What? what uh, where will it be on WhatsApp? How are you gonna? Yeah, I'll, I'll send it. I'll send it on MP3. You you will yeah, receive yeah. it on WhatsApp. And okay. if you if you have internet access, you can also listen to it on our podcast. The podcast, yeah. Okay. But I'll say I'll send you both formats. You have it uh, for the first the Bible studies. We're looking at the Reformation um, yeah, man. as to just church history in general. Mm. It's been a blessing. Uh, um, we've had actually uh, a number of young people. Like these pastors, there were twenty-three young young people. Wow! Sure. The, um, sure. Uh, it's it's really a blessing. Uh, yeah. You can see the young people are hungry to mm. just know about what yeah. church should be all about. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's been encouraging. You, you, I'll send it to you. Uh, but also, I think I'll, I'll advertise it if, if you want to join on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, should. you can send join. The link, send the it's link. Topic. Send the link, please. Yeah. In fact, Pastor, I think we've changed the name from Young Adult now to a Thursday. To, Thursday, Bible study. <laughs> to try to become a young adult. Exactly. So, so is the Bible study. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay. I promise you, Kevin. I, I, even if I miss it, I always catch up on, on, on the recording. So last week I was traveling, but the week before the internet last week, by the other week I was there.
So it was very okay. nice. Yeah, we learned a lot. Thanks, guys. Thank God bless you guys. Okay. Yeah, Pastor, thank you. Pastor we'll Bravo. see you tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Cheers. 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 Cheers.